This is a Need 10 Media production. Hello, it's Nate Kleber again. Welcome aboard for this episode of That's a Job podcast. And on this show, we talk with professionals about jobs that many of us may have not known even existed, as well as some jobs that, well, we're familiar with, but we get to learn how to get to that point. Uh, what is the process? What is the pathway to get there? And in this episode, you get to meet Katie Currens, another great person I've gotten to know over the last couple of months uh, through the Perch community uh, with Dan Cockrell and Jody Mayberry. Jody's been on the show uh, but Katie has a career adventure from working with Mickey Mouse to being in the elementary classroom to finding opportunities along the way to help grow herself and also grow up, grow others around her. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Nate, it is wonderful to be here. I am so excited that we actually now can record one of our conversations because I think every time that we talk, it's like, oh my gosh, the synergy is there. So thank you very much for having me. Well, before we, well, as I get into this, it's the one question that I ask. It's it's really the only question I ask, and we go from there. High school, like I just sent off a, a sophomore in high school today. You were a senior going on that first day of school. Where did you think you would go after graduation? Think back. It's only been a couple <laughs> of years. Only a few years. Yeah. So I... I did not actually commit to a college until it was May 1st of my senior year. So it was late in the year, finally decided. And I had visited three other universities that week. I had no clue. So (laughs) to answer that question, I was still in a process throughout high school. I definitely had different courses and I had leaders that some of my teachers just were so good at explaining the world. My psychology and sociology, my journalism class, that elective loaded year was the one I felt like I came into myself. And what was really hard for me was that all the years prior, I felt like, okay, what am I going to do? What do I know is out there? And that was the problem. What do I know is out there. And so I went into my senior year having no idea. I was looking at art schools. I was looking at a local graphic design uh, institute. I had no clue, but I knew I really liked the energy uh, on a campus and it was far enough from home that I would be alone, but close enough that I could get back. But what do you you feel like, what do you feel like was preventing you from getting to that point to really try and figure out what you do? Was there you know, when you look at people or influencers you had along the way or that you didn't get a chance to listen to or didn't listen to or didn't have the opportunity to to do some of that stuff. I guess think about because what you're talking about, that's not unusual, you know, mm-hmm. from back when you were in school to there's there's students right now starting school with the same circumstance and they're going to graduate in 180 days. You know how yep. that's going to work for school days. What do you think well, back? Why, me- why do you think you got we're at that point? I would say it was such a journey of learning about all of these things, taking the electives. I I mean, I even, my freshman and sophomore year, I took Latin class because at one point I thought I wanted to be a surgeon. And then I realized I had to also take math and higher science courses. So that was done. I didn't know, but what I found was every person that I was connecting with, every teacher that seemed to dig deeper into me, well, they were a teacher. That made sense to me. Now, the class that I really loved was my journalism. That was one where I got to 
take part in the school paper. And it was through the interviewing and the talking to different people that I came alive. I was the photo editor. I was able to go out and pull people and hear their story, which is really funny as I, I start to get into where I am now. But one person that really stood out to me was my speech and debate class. I had sophomore year, I was diagnosed with social anxiety disorder and I was showing signs of depression. I, I, I was lost. I was a giver and didn't know where to go. And this teacher saw something within me and she happened to work right next door to the journalism class. She challenged me to take myself out of the building and go to a rotary club contest. That right there, I think is when I found my voice and said, I do want to go into some type of communication journalism field. And that's what landed me into a communication track in college. So you, you head off to college and you're working your way through that. What was what was coming to your attention of, you know, where am I going when I'm done done here? What were some things that you were thinking about or got exposed to or and then how how that translated into your step after after that diploma? Again, the best people I interacted with throughout, I will say my freshman year, or I'm sorry, are we still in high school. I want to make sure I'm not not jumping ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I, you, you tell me, I guess, just trying to figure out how you launched from, from where you were, when you were a senior in high school and, and moving on to, to college and, and the choices you made there, where you're going to go and why you were going there. I guess that's the thing of, of people listening to this. So this, uh, this episode, or even this, the, this show all around trying to see and show that everybody's path isn't the same. It's not just a defined, here's how it works and you're going to gonna be successful. And that struggles for people who, quote unquote, play school really well because they want the process. They want to know, if I do this, I'm going to get this. If I do this, I'm going to get this. Well, there's a lot of other things along the way that that come into to play. And one of those things that I got exposed to was other things I wasn't even thinking about. And I, I guess just take me through getting to launching into to getting a paycheck uh, along the line, how you had to get to that point. Yeah. And I think I was the latter part of this statement about they're the people that play school well. They know the system. They know the process and the steps. They are prepping in middle school, knowing what that, you know, what that educational venture is going to look like. That was not me. In fact, to this day, I am not a process-oriented thinker. My career has been very nonlinear, and I think it goes back to the fact that I only knew what I knew. I only knew the environment I existed in, and every person that really was focused on helping me grow and evolve was an educator. And so to me, that made sense. Even going into college, and I was working on my bachelor's in communication, even throughout that process, I kept going, but wait a minute. I'm still not sure that this is right because I'm still connecting most with people that are teachers. So what's, what's interesting though, was the time that really started to shift my perspective on that was when I took a position with the Walt Disney company through the Disney college program. That was where my eyes opened up. It's kind of like that cartoon character, right? Where it's like, Whoa, <laughs> all of a sudden I went, Holy moly. Not only are there so many other ways of letting my story evolve 
there's one company that has hundreds, if not thousands of positions right there within it. So by stepping outside of my zone of genius, stepping out of my community, and ultimately taking a leap beyond what I even thought was in my track, that was the game changer for my career. Well, it just shows you don't, there's things out there you don't know what they are. You know, I, mm-hmm. I always say you only know what you know, and you don't know what you don't know. Uh, but yeah. if, you lim- if you're limited by that mindset or that uh, ability to, to want to explore or sometimes being given even permission to explore, that mm-hmm. it's okay. You know, you, you, if you said to somebody uh, in high school that you're going to be a teacher and you end up not being a teacher, there's some stress that can come to a young person that way. And even an adult that you said, you're going to do this because uh, there's that question on it. I thought you're going to be a teacher and you ended up being, you know, something else. Or there, there's preconceived notions that people have of you that, you know, you feel like, well, I said I was going to do this, so I probably better do it. And bottom line is, and, and you work with people on this, you really got to do what's best for you and your yeah. future. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that is so true. And what's really, I, I don't, I, the first word that comes to mind is disheartening. But what really is troublesome to me is seeing through my own journey, all the steps along the way where I was trying in my mind, I was asking for help, or I was asking questions to say, well, this doesn't feel right. What do I do? When in reality, I was hoping somebody would say something to me. And do you feel like there was people there that that you could ask that question to that could help you? Were there people there? There were a few. The problem was I didn't know what I needed to ask. And so I think a lot of adults, I want to challenge us to look at those kids that really have something and notice the discomfort because there, there's sometimes when we don't know any different, again, I didn't know what to ask. I only knew education. I only knew things. So from an adult perspective now, as I go back and I do work in schools or I work even with business leaders, they're like, I should have known. And it's through that childlike wonder, through that vision of what we wanted to be that often is indicative of who we become. My favorite Christmas gift was a whiteboard. Like, come on. (laughs) I should have known that I was going to be facilitating or teaching in some regard. Yeah. I I remember the first whiteboard I bought, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a monumental gift uh, to to anyone because it can be anything, right? (laughs) Yeah. That's where the ideas come out, whether it's a drawing or we're playing a game of hangman, or I'm telling my brother to sit right there in the middle of all my stuffed animals, because I'm going to teach you. Yeah, I actually have whiteboards on my whiteboard right now. So, you know, it's, Mm. it's, it's a three dimensional times two, I don't know, six dimensional Uh maybe, but you know, you talked about Disney and you talked about that experience. So you know, getting into to working inside that company and 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 I guess talk about that experience and, and what you were able to do through there. And then and then we'll move into to you leaving the magic and getting into the real world, quote unquote, I guess. Yeah. When I joined the company, I had so I started my professional life as the manager of our local pool snack shack. So right there, my my first job, I was so proud. And one of my colleagues said, hey, have you looked for a job for during the school year or anything? And this was around my senior year. 
It's like, well, I'm not sure that I can yet. And she said, well, let me know once you are old enough, because I have a job over at the, or I work at the Disney store. And I think you would really fit in with us there. I'm like, really? There. I could work there. This was my childhood family vacation every other year. That was our big deal. So I went to the stores and it was after working there that I learned about the Disney college program. So I decided to go ahead and apply, not knowing what would come. It was a process of interviews, phone interviews, a lot of waiting. And then it was around Easter that I got a letter that said, congratulations, you've been accepted. That was one of the most terrifying yet exciting moments in my life because I had just moved back home that year. Um, I was a senior when 9-11 happened. I, my, this is a whole nother story, but my dad went away to work at Ground Zero for quite a while and it did a number on our family. It was a very exhausting, hard time. So I came back home after my freshman year at college, sophomore year is when I started to learn about the college program. So the idea of going away again was really starting to set in kind of terrifying. And I will never forget my, I went down, I drove down because I wanted to have a car. I didn't want to be locked in and trapped. And my family leaves two weeks later, I call home bawling. I'm like, get me out of here. We're called the college program. It is where the Disney you were in Florida. Oh, yeah. You were in Florida at this point. I was in Florida and okay. I have, I'm in Ohio. So it was a bit of a drive. And I, at that time thought there is no way I'm going to work for this place where we are the closing program. We all were working the late night. I was shutting down Hollywood studios, Disney MGM studios at the time working, renting strollers, doing all this. I'm like, this is insane. I am so tired. It is not what I want to do when I grow up. And my parents said, I understand it, but you need to stay. We will not come get you. I, I, I'm like, excuse me, what? (laughs) Yeah, this is, this is not okay. But to this day, that was one of the best things they could have ever done. And, you know, it was not easy. My mom has said years later, she spent that evening in tears, but because they saw this as that opportunity to open my eyes, I came back, I finished my bachelor's program. I continued as a campus rep for the Disney college program where I went out and I would help get other students interested and engaged to see what it could do to their career. And interestingly enough, that was when I first met Lee Cockrell, who had just retired from his role as the executive vice president of Walt Disney World. He came up to one of our recruiting programs, talked about time management and Again, just the way that he spoke about his career and purpose made me realize, okay, I don't have to just do what everybody else is doing. I have to do what I know I'm gifted with the ability to do. Right, right. So then, you know, you you, you spent a number of years doing work with Disney before you actually, you know, started off uh, in the classroom. Yeah, so. I, I did. So let let you transition from the 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 world of Disney, if you will, or Disney World, or the Mouse, or whatever, and you and you start start working really right, you know, because I would imagine mm-hmm. the Disney it's work, it's hard work, but you're part of something bigger. But talk about making that transition to becoming that teacher that you talked about and thinking that's the path you wanted. Yeah. So I finished my bachelor's in communication and got a job with a company who shall rename remain nameless. <laughs> and it was second day on the job that I realized 
this is not what I want to do. I would be working 45 hours a week. Now, what's funny, and I, I'm just going to put a little footnote here. I probably work more than 80 hours a week because my brain never stops. <laughs> but it was going to be a way I would be out building. But it was more of a business development, and it was not anything that I felt compelled to sell, essentially. But it was seemed can, like a can good you, job. Can you talk about what it was that you were selling? I know without saying it, but service or product type. Cars. It would oh. be for um, fleet and rental purposes. Okay. Um, and it, it was the initial offer as a new grad. It was incredible. It was beautiful. But the more I learned about it, I was like, this is only going to get more chaotic. And I personally, I knew I had a family in mind. I wanted to start my husband. At that point, we were engaged. We were looking at but those next few years. And to me, this was not part of my plan. I didn't have clarity on what that plan was, but I knew this was not feeling right. And so my mom happened to be going back to her, um, she graduated from Xavier University in Cincinnati, Ohio. And as an adult, she was like, Katie, I have never done more than my bachelor's years ago. And they have an opportunity to get a counseling degree. And, and she was so excited about it. They happened to have a night a meeting that same night about education. So I was like, mom, I'll go with you. You go to your meeting. I'll go learn about this education deal because maybe it is the direction I need to go since all the best people in my life are educators. So we went and that night we both sign up and my mom and I go to the same university to get our master's different, different degrees. But it was during that time that I realized, okay, I have to speak up for what I'm wanting to do. And I'm wanting to connect and help people learn and grow their own. So yeah, I ended up going into the classroom, got my master's in early childhood education and taught for several years before shifting into a, an educational consulting role, because I realized I love being that bridge between leadership and the students and staff being able to help them connect the dots. Just that was my sweet spot. There's so much self-awareness as you were talking through, I'm going to go back to, to the the car area, mm, yeah. uh, that you had some foresight thinking, what do I want my life to be outside of work? Right. You know, if it relates to, you know, uh, marriage or where you want to live or having kids or having animals or being able to travel or being around family, all those aspects that when we talk to kids or talk to anybody about careers, they all look exciting. You know, I spent mm. a number of years in college athletics, but I had a lot of nights and weekends that I, that's what I did. You know, my family was doing other things or uh, I didn't quite miss athletic events or sporting events or activities for my kids at that point in my life. But I'm like, I'm not sure I want to get into some of that stuff. And that was even when I was in broadcasting, it was like, you're going to make it big. You go to Chicago or New York. And I'm like, well, I don't want to go to Chicago or New York or LA. Yeah. So, you know, I give you a lot of credit for that and thinking that way, but also coming back to thinking, okay, what do I really want to do? And, and you get into teaching, mm -hmm. but turns out that wasn't actually maybe what you were wired to do was that classroom and the school stuff, right? Yeah. It, I loved teaching. I still connect with my students. Actually, my last class is officially seniors this year. And I just, I, there was something about it that brought me to life. So I never left because of the students, because of my staff or the families. It was because for myself, 
it was not a good fit. And when it really changed was when I was being essentially told by the system of education to do certain things or teach certain ways that I knew were not the best for the students that were in front of me. And it was through that process that I thought, okay, I can't continue to do this. And there, there are two moments that I remember. One was being pregnant and teaching kindergarten. And let me tell you, little chairs and being a really big pregnant person, that didn't go well. <laughs> so, so, but during that time, I was exhausted. By the time I got home, I had no desire to read books to my son, who was a preschooler at that time. And I thought, this is crazy, Katie. You're giving everything you have during the day and have nothing left to offer your family at home. And as we get ready to welcome our daughter, that, that had to change. And the second was going to Subway one day for lunch, picking up lunch on a Friday for the staff. I felt so free. It felt so relieving to be able to step out and process the thoughts. And I thought, how crazy is it that there are people driving around and going to Staples or going out and yet I felt stuck and I couldn't get my voice heard. And so as crazy as it sounded, those little moments were enough to say, there's got to be something else. If other people are out in the world exploring right now, what else is there? Um, So yeah, I I just started connecting with people and asking questions. That is what changed everything was asking questions to people. Well, it's funny you say that because there's a teacher that's in our part of our CAPS program. I'm in here in, in this area and and uh, last year was her first year working with us and we leave, they leave campus and I have to go to where they're at to teach. And she goes, she was going out to one of our sites and she goes, well, I need to stop at, at like Target quick. Is that okay? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's fine, you know, but it, it, you're correct. It's if you've been, a lack of a better term, institutionalized or you're supposed to be in the building from 730 to 3.15 or 3.30 every day that's your bounds and the world happens around you and you don't really know what else is happening. And that's, that's a challenge in education too, right? That the world is happening around you. It's not just in the building and and what you're doing in those seven hours or eight hours. Yeah, you are exactly spot on. And that is exactly what has led my charge to this day. So when I left education, I actually left to take a job as a facilities management account manager. I was suddenly in HVAC sales and maintenance. I was on rooftops. I was in buildings. But the coolest thing about that was I started to go into these warehouses and see what magic was unfolding there. I went into the Caterpillar plant. I went into a place that was designing 3D meeting platforms for international collaboration before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It was in that moment that I thought, holy cow, within our educational system, we are not allowing ourselves as educators. And I will continue to keep myself in that group because I, I didn't realize how limiting the worldview was for the students in front of us. So once I got out and started to connect even more and see this, I knew that I had to give back and help start stripping those siloed thinking, all the assumptions, all the systems that we thought were necessary so students can start making more meaningful connections before they spend a lot of money on a bachelor's and master's that they have no clue what they're doing with. So right. yeah, right. that, that connection was game changer. 
Well, you move on from uh, being on rooftops to, you know, what you're doing now, you know, it, it, it mm. the journey that you've been on for a few years and been able to speak and, and you've got your own podcast too, that I hear there's a very awesome guest coming on here very shortly. Oh, let me uh, tell you, yes. Uh, but, but talk through uh, getting to where you're at now and the work you do. We've talked to quite a few people that are kind of like us that are helping others find their ways in, in different passions, but talk about getting to where you're at now and, and what really, you know, really who you really like to work with and, and the goals that you try and help them with. Yeah. The, so now I own my own company, One Spark Solutions, and it really brings back the childlike wonder that I got to experience both through my time working with Disney and in the classroom, seeing the imagination and the possibilities when we allow ourselves to have that creative thought. Disney didn't become this global organization because they told people you have to do it this way. They've done it the exact opposite. In fact, they, they challenge ideas and innovation. And so the more I went through education and even business, I realized that had to change. So now as a speaker and facilitator, I do work with leaders and organizations to help them solve the biggest problem. And that's asking questions. And the way that I do that, well, it's quite simply through the magic of unlearning. It's by helping you realize all those hindering habits that you have by looking at your school um, setup. What is your PBIS? What is your behavioral system? Why is it that way? And has anybody asked the students? That was one of the biggest things as I work with a local district on establishing more business partners was asking the students what their goals are. What do they love doing? By defining their purpose or their passions even, we could better connect them with leaders, get our staff in these buildings more up to speed on things that they're interested in. Because suddenly language arts can actually become an opportunity to compose um, pieces that might be sent out to journalists. It might be able to turn your science class into a connection with a local theme park where you're talking about the science behind rights. So it's just challenging the notion of what we've done, unlearning those habits and assumptions we have in order to really become the innovative company that you are capable of being and that our future leaders, that our students now are ready for. Well, the key thing you said out of that is, you know, asking the why and then also opening doors to how it can, how you can interact with what is actually out there that uh, maybe have not been exposed to. Katie, how can people find more about you and maybe even work with you? I would love if you find me on LinkedIn. That's where I actually really love that place. I hang out, but I'm also on Instagram. It's visually pleasing for me. So join me for a journey through um, ideas, innovation, and just some fun but especially on my podcast, if you want to hear a little bit more, not just from myself, but from other people that have embraced that spark of inspiration and followed their journey, check out One Spark Stories podcast. We'll put all of that in the show notes. Katie, awesome to connect again. And thanks yes. for being on. Hey, thank you, Nate. I appreciate it. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening and being on this journey. And please subscribe and share this podcast. It's called That's a Job. It's on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The That's a Job podcast presented by Career Venture Academy and the College and Career Discovery course. Discover the work you are wired to do. Now go live your career adventure. <music> 
If you haven't done so already, hit subscribe to enjoy future episodes. Build your career adventure at nateclayberg.com. Production assistance provided by Bill Jordan voiceovers. Visit BillJordanVO.com. This podcast is a Need 10 Media production.